you're listening to Pink Pantyhose, where comedy meets feminism. I'm your host, Naya, and thank you all for listening to my podcast. You can do anything with your ears. You can clean your ears, you can pierce your ears, but the fact that you're giving me your ears to listen to my podcast, I greatly appreciate you. So today, we are talking about a dating bet with my dad, and the feminist lesson for today is, in order to empower yourself, you need a break. So over the summer, in July, of course, dating, Tinder, yada, yada, I was on Tinder because I was feeling lonely, as usual. I broke up with my ex the month before, and I want to get my freak on, right? I want to get my booty licked, right? So I'm going through Tinder, swiping through profiles, and then I stumble upon this one man. We'll call him Red. If you know me... I love a white man with some light eyes and a beard. So he was looking kind of cute. And on my profile, to filter out all the guys who just want their toes tickled and their back rubbed, I put on my profile, hey, message me your favorite podcast and or your favorite book. So we can have a substantial so we can have a substantial conversation beyond, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you have a nice smile. So Red, he messaged me, Joe Rogan, whatever that is. A lot of guys actually told me about that podcast. I need to check it out. Anyways, so we're talking and we're vibing. And if you've listened to episode four and season three, Tell It Like It Is, I was also messaging this guy named Brazil. The reason I took my time messaging that other guy, Brazil, is because Red and I, we were vibing. Like, he was a white man that went to HBCU and he knew about Sister Soldier. It was just having a good conversation. And I knew better, y'all. I knew better than to do this. But when he texted me, yeah, I know about black culture because of my daughter, I was like, Skrr! I knew I should have stopped talking because I told myself a long time ago, I will never date a man with kids. Two reasons why. First reason is because of Piggy. I'll tell y'all about him in another podcast episode. I promise, I promise, I promise. He was verbally abusive. And I read in a Steve Harvey book, this was after the fact it happened, but a man won't have you meet his kids because he don't want drama with his baby mama. Now, if he's serious about you, he'll fight for you, all that. But if he's not that serious, you're not about to meet his kids. So Piggy, he never let me meet his daughter. So I don't need another reminder from a man that you don't want me. I got plenty of clues by the late text, the inconsistent conversation, you not taking me out on dates. I don't need your child to remind me that you don't want me. That was the first scenario. Second scenario was this was this other guy. He, he was kind of cool, you know. Uh, but I shouldn't have been messaging him either because he told me, yo, I'm into polyamory. And I'm not into that. I like when women do polyamory, meaning having multiple partners, ethical you know, letting people know we all on the same page. But when men do it, I think y'all just some hoes. Point blank, period. But this man, despite being polyamory, he had some good conversation. Really good conversation. He was pro-consent. He knew how to communicate with me. He was getting his uh, doctoral degree or his master's. I think it was doctoral, whatever. Real educated. Nice smile and all that. And then I was supposed to have a DA with him. And I was like, yo, I'm going to slide after work. And I knew better. 
One, because you had a kid. Two, I had other things to do besides getting my toes tickled after work. I could have been in the studio. And then he canceled on me last minute. He was like, yo, I got to go take care of my daughter. And I've been bitter ever since. Like, I want your attention. And I feel like kids get in the way of that. Now, if a man I stumble upon will change my mind how I feel about dating dads, we can shift that. I'm I'm open to having my mind more open, right? And that's why I still these uncles, y'all, versus these dads. This is why. But anyways, Red said he had a kid, and I should have dipped. But I was like, no, this is just platonic. He can just be my friend, right? And I kept looking at his profile and noticing that he kept going further and further away from me. At first, he was five miles away. Then he was 100. And then hella miles away and I messaged him I was like yo what's up why are you going further away from me and he was like oh I was near you because I was visiting my granddad but I actually live in Michigan all right I definitely put him in a friend zone and I was thinking oh if we have a relationship no big deal we can progress we can grow towards that because something I learned with my ex is that and I've also known this for a while too is that when it comes to relationships you can always speed up expedite the process but once you go so further so far out it's hard to move back so I was like okay let's just have good conversations let's just have a friendship and I like talking to red one because he texts quickly two it was really good conversation and on top of that he didn't sexualize me we would text quick, 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 quick for consecutive days, right? And then he would text first, and then he would send me pictures randomly. And he was one of the first guys in a minute who I enjoyed sending pictures for. Because if you know me, I get triggered so easily when men ask, oh, send me a pic. But for him, I wanted to send him pictures. And I don't mind sending pictures to guys. I just don't want you to ask me. I want to surprise you. But Red was different. And, and we talked about so many things. And I appreciated him because his relationship with his daughter made me evaluate my relationship with my dad, right? And the first sexual thing he said to me was after having long conversations, he said, dang, your lips look nice because we were FaceTime. He was like, wow, I just saw you like, move your lips in a certain way and they just look full and soft and I was blushing. He was clowning. He was like, man, don't start acting shy right now. Woo, woo, woo. And it, it was just really good conversation. And he was good with communication. He was like, yo, I'm about to be at work. I'm going to hit you up. Or he hit me up on his breaks. It, it, it was just really dope. And then when he didn't hit me up, like, for example, I said, oh, call me in 20 minutes. When I get home, I charge my phone. He didn't call me at that time but when he did call me back he was like I'm sorry I was talking to my daughter like just the integrity that went along with that like oh my bad I know I didn't keep my word and also when he was FaceTiming his family we talked about on the phone how we hate when people have conversations with other people were on the phone he's like yo I'm sorry let me just tell this story right quick and I remember because I got photographic memory I was just looking up at him because his the phone was facing upward and he was just talking about some guy getting his nose messed up or whatever but then reality happened and it makes me sad talking about this and first of all goofy if you listening to this fuck you fuck you because I wanted to fuck you 
But anyways, another story. Anyways, so I noticed a shift. I think it was, it was Wednesday. And Saturday night we started texting. And we text every single day consecutively. Bop, 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 bop. Wednesday, I didn't get a good morning text. And at that moment, I knew something was up. I was like, yep, he about to dip. But I was like, Naya, this this a different type of guy. He's honest. He got a different vibe. He got some character. He got some personality. Cool. So I messaged him first. And then I noticed when we were texting, he he was dry texting. He didn't have as much personality. So because I thought we had a vibe, a connection, I was 100. I was like, yo, what's up? You're not the way you usually are. He was like, man, my head hurt. I was like, oh, I hope you feel better. Woo, woo, woo. And at that point, I was like, yep, relationship over. And then the next day, didn't hear from him. And that was in late July. Haven't heard from him since. And it sucked because I thought I had a friend, right? And I wish he didn't ghost on me. I wish he would have been 100 and be like, yo, I'm not feeling you anymore. I'm about to get with this girl. I got cold feet. You too much woman for me. I will admit, if I did something, maybe it was my eagerness because how I would text quickly and make myself so available for him. Or maybe because I joke too hard. Like sometimes I'll get defensive. He's like, yo, I'm just asking a question. Like I, I sometimes I get too comfortable and I play too much. I, I, I'll admit it. I'll be 100, y'all. But yeah, it just really made me sex. I thought he was gonna be my friend. And we had a connection and I never, not never. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've talked to someone who was cute and we had good conversation. Usually I'll have a conversation with a guy and it'll be good. He'll look at my inner beauty, but he not cute. Or he'll be cute, but he'll be dry texting, right? So that's what made me sad. And I keep telling myself, Naya, there's plenty of people out in the world you will find someone awesome. It's just that you haven't met enough people. You got to get out there and meet some more people. And I was really disappointed because he was talking about people switching up, like Johnny on the spot. If anybody was Johnny on the spot, <laughs> it was you. Hello. Because I really thought we were vibing, but I guess he saw nothing wrong and just dipping. But I really wish he would have just said, yo, I want to stop communicating this often or I need to tap out. It's been good while it lasted. So I'm not going to front. I cried. I journaled about it. I told my therapist about it. But something I learned in life is, one, rejection is protection. God has something so beautiful over you. He's watching over you. He has such a big imagination. And he sees things that you can't see. So while it may be a disappointment to you, it's actually protecting you or shifting you and moving you in a way so you can go in a direction that you're meant to go in. And also, life is too big and grand. It's not short, because life is long. But life is too big and grand. It's a big old world out there. Why should I sweat somebody who doesn't want to be in my life? Because I have a track record. Plenty of compliments. People in real life and on social media who tell me, I'm so wonderful, I'm so positive, I have confidence, I have energy. So ain't nothing wrong with me. Oh, you don't want to kick it no more? Bet. I'm going to go find someone who want to kick it with me.
So yeah. And I'm not going to front. I still think about him to this day. And it's been, we stopped talking on August 1st. And the reason I know that is because my mom's birthday was August 1st. That was the last day at my job. And that's when I launched the Pink Panty Hose website. So that's what made it double sad was the fact that, oh, snaps, my last day I worked this big parade. And then, boom, someone who I thought was going to be my friend, he ended up dipping. And I get it. It was so soon, y'all. I, I get it. It was, it was less than a week. But something that Tiffany Haddish said in an interview is that when you penetrate a woman's mind, you got her hooked. So had he not penetrated my mind, I would be like, man, F him. But I was just excited mentally about him. He didn't even need to get in my pants, but the mental connection brought the connection, right? Made me feel and have a vibe with him. But yeah, but I do appreciate us not talking or ending our communication on my mom's birthday, that last day of work, because I was high off life because my coworkers, they made a website for me. They gave me gifts to celebrate me transitioning out the position. So my confidence was out the roof because I left my position after three years and I had the track record of being awesome. So fortunately, we stopped communicating on that note, like me on a positive wavelength, a positive mental state. But yeah, so after Red stopped talking to me, he ghosted on me. I was like, man, I need to chill out. I need a break from guys. I, I just can't do this. I'm going to go crazy. I ain't got the endurance. You know how you run and you work out or whatever, and then you're just tired, you out of breath, like you you just can't go anymore. That's how I feel about dating. So it's like, I'm, I'm gonna chill on it. I'm gonna focus on my bread. I'm gonna focus on getting out my dad's crib. I'm gonna focus on paying off these loans, independence, cool. And I will say something I appreciate about Red and I no longer talking is that I spent too much energy into texting him and making myself available. Like, I needed to focus on other stuff. Because I had recently quit my job, I would have so much downtime. But I appreciate God taking him out of my life because I could focus on other things. Because when a guy is interesting to me, I drop everything. Because I'm not used to having male attention, right? I'm not used to having male attention. So when I do get some and he having a good conversation and he want to talk about something beyond having sex with me, I get excited. I shut everything down. I don't know how I'm going to fix it. I really don't. Uh, but, yeah, I told myself, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break. And then one day, I'm headed to the studio because I started an internship downtown, and I'm going to my alma mater, IMS, and I'm walking. And I'm feeling myself with affirmations like, nah, you popping, you confident, people just want to be around you, men are drooling over you. And then there's this guy, he starts smiling, and he's walking in the opposite direction of me. And he's smiling at me. I smile at him, and he says, oh, you have a nice smile? I was like, thank you, you too. His homie was like, yo, we, we not going to do this. Stop right now. Y'all exchange numbers. And I was in a rush trying to get to the studio, and we were talking. I was like, what's your name? And he was like, my name is, hmm. I was like, cool, nice to meet you. And I was like, what's your full name? Because I thought it was... It was, I thought he was Latino, but I don't even know what his nationality, ethnicity was. And 
his friend was like, yeah, he exotic. Loki, I think his friend was insecure and used to being his like right hand man, but whatever. So it was just talking, and then we exchanged numbers. Like, I'll hit you up. Woo woo woo. I gotta go. He's like, cool. So we exchanged numbers. We flirted a bit, and I went to the studio. I texted him. I try not to be too eager. And he apologized for not texting as frequently. He was like, yeah, it was so nice to meet you. And I said, oh, I'm going to be in the city tonight until late because I have my internship, and then I'll be in the city on Sunday because I had a sorority meeting. He said, okay, uh, let's link on Sunday. So I was like, okay, what time, where do you live? Because he said that he traveled between Denver and Chicago for – cannabis weed and I was like oh we definitely need to be friends so he was like oh I'm downtown off 9th and Michigan Grand Park for those of you for those of you who are not familiar with Chicago downtown Grand Park that means you got some money so I was like okay we can link and he was like yeah we can show my my apartment I was like cool and I was 100 because part of me wants to get my freak on you know get my butthole licked but the other part of me is like yo if you slanging weed what else you slanging like, I, I'm very apprehensive of getting ringed into sex trafficking. And that's the reality of the world we live in as a woman in this world. You can't just be trusting all men. So if there's any men listening, if a woman is hesitant to get to know you, meet you in person, we're thinking about sex trafficking. Or psh, just straight up being killed and dying. But anyways, uh, so I was like, yo, what you want? Like, what what we what we trying to do just to be 100 and then, so I go into the city. It takes me about an hour and a half to get into the city because I live in the south suburbs. I take public transit. And I'm at my sorority meeting, and I'm wearing this cute, tight orange dress that's just complimenting my figure. I'm like, okay, I got a DA coming up. And I had to have this conversation with myself, like, Naya, do you want to have sex? Do you not? But anyways, I'm looking cute. Got a push-up bra, body looking right. My, I did my hair the night before, so my afro is fluffy and looking beautiful. And then the meeting ends, and then I go link up with one of my good sorority sisters, Nadine. If you're listening, I love you. You're absolutely amazing. Ugh. And whole time, I'm looking at my phone, waiting for the guy to text me and be like, yo, hey, I'm ready. And I told him I'll be free after 2. It's past 2, 3 o'clock, and I've had something to eat with my sorority sisters, and I'm out with my sister Nadine. We're drinking. And I told her, yeah, it's not going to happen. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I was supposed to have a DA with this guy. That's why I look so cute right now. She was like, yeah, your boobs do look good in that bra. I love how they're sitting. Ugh. Sometimes women will appreciate you more than men do. So that's why it's important to have girlfriends, y'all. Stick with your, your, your girlfriends. But anyways, I was just really sad. Not because of him. I mean, he was cute. I ain't going to front. And he was tall with a nice smile. Who knows how long his dick would have been. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> I like big dick in my mouth. But anyways, uh, it was just sad because I pride myself on integrity. Like, word is bond, y'all. This is If you don't get nothing from this podcast, one thing I want y'all to know is that you could get money. Money comes and goes. But something you'll never be able to pay any dollar amount to change is your integrity. Word is bond. You cannot buy a good reputation, right? So... The fact that he was like, oh, we're going we gonna to link. 
I'm going to hit you up. And he didn't do that. That's what made me sad. And my story sister, she told me this before. She's like, yo, you need a real man. You need a real man to be around you. And then when we were having drinks this time, because that was years ago, when we had drinks this time, uh, she was like, yo, you just need someone who's down for you. Like how you be hopping on a train and stuff to go see people. You need someone who's down for you. I was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, I know my worth. It's just who can I find that's good looking who's going to acknowledge my worth and who's not in a relationship trying to make me a side piece, some coleslaw. I don't even eat freaking coleslaw, y'all. But anyways, really sad. I cried. I'm not going front because I had my hopes up and I was disappointed. That's what made me cry, being sent off. And knowing how beautiful I am, how awesome I am. Like, dude, why would you get my number if you didn't want a link? Or why couldn't you just say, nah, I'm trying to slide in them cheeks. I want you to bust it wide open. If you don't want to fuck, then we don't need to talk anymore. Why couldn't he just say that? So I think about two days go by, and he hits me up. He was like, yo, my phone fell in the toilet. My bad. I hope you're doing well. And I just deleted it. I deleted the text because I listened to the Kind of Dating podcast, and they were talking about being single on Valentine's Day. It was an old podcast episode. And one of the guests said there was a story about her friend where she got stood up by a guy, and then she took him back after he messaged her months later. Find out the man was stringing her along, having sex with her, and he had a living girlfriend that flew out from New York to live with him. And she was like, yo, that's what she get for being stupid. Like, believe men when they show you their true colors. Whether they ugly colors, pretty colors, believe people when they show you who they are. So after hearing that story, I was like, man, forget this dude just lying. And if it's meant to be, he going to pop up again. And I just delete the text. And I put it on social media. I was like, y'all, should I take him back? And most of the women were like, no. He didn't even properly apologize saying like, oh, when can we go out? When can we link up? And this one guy was like, man, you bogus, you petty if you ignore him. Life happens. I was just like, man, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. He's like, see, you wasn't even feeling him. I'm using this as a defense mechanism. If I was stupid Naya from years ago, or if I was desperate Naya from years ago, I would have definitely let that dry-ass, sorry-ass apology work. But because I know better and I know my worth, either you make it happen or you make an excuse. And your actions speak louder than words. So I was like, forget, dude. So I was just in my feelings. I was like, yo, I'm done. Like, for real, for real, I'm not dating until I'm 30. So I told my dad about it because I tell my dad everything. I tell him everything. Ever since my mom passed away, we're really tight. And I'll tell him about the guys who just want their toes tickled. So I was like, daddy, I'm done with dating until I'm 30. And he started laughing. He was like, girl, why are you lying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, dad, for real, I'm done with dating. I'm done with these men. And he was like, Naya, really? And ever since college, I remember when I failed a class my first year of college and I didn't get straight A's. My dad, he got in my head. He, he said something and I was like, bet, I'm gonna show you. And that quarter, the fall quarter of my sophomore year, I got three A's and one B. And then my winter quarter of my sophomore year, I got straight A's, and I remember printing out my grades and putting them in, in the envelope. I mailed them to him so he could see, look, Dad, I got these good grades. 
So ever since then, I look for opportunities to challenge my dad. So I saw this as one of those opportunities to challenge him. I was like, Dad, I can go at least a year without dating. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't believe you. I was like, bet, we're going to put some money on it. Six months from now, he was like, okay. I was like, March 26th, because September 26th was the day that we made this bet. I was like, from now to March 26th, I can go without dating any man. If I win, you owe me $100. But if I go on a date with a guy, I owe you $100. And I was so serious, y'all. I put a whole bunch of calendar invites from Google in my phone and then copied him on it so it could show up on his phone so it can remind him. And he was just talking so much smack from then until now. He was like, oh, Naya, I know you're not your internship. I know you out on a date, woo, woo, woo. Or, man, that $100, I'm going to put it on my wall. But I'm ready for your hundred dollars so it won't get lonely and we just talking smack but my dad don't know he's a capricorn and i'm a tourist and i live to prove him wrong like you can't out stubborn me woo we i'm a sweetheart and all that but when i got my mind made up i do not play especially when money's attached to it my dad clowned me one time he was like nah you so cheap you'll steal money from yourself you got that right so this is the hardest hundred dollars I've ever worked for it's almost been a month without dating no tinder none of that I, I'm not gonna lie I'm fiending I'm feeling really horny feeling really fresh I'm living vicariously through other people but I gotta prove a point y'all I want this hundred dollars because I don't have a job right now I don't have a steady set income so I'm ready for this hundred dollars and also I just, I want to do this for myself. I really want to learn how to live life without depending on validation and the gaze of men. And also, I shouldn't even be focused on dating as much. And no disrespect to anyone else in y'all lifestyles, but right now I need to focus on getting financial independence. Uh, there was just somebody cute that just waved to me. I don't even know his name, but I know he know me. But anyways, that's another story. March 27th, I'm going to hit him up. But anyways... I, I need to focus on financial independence, creating my legacy. Because getting my toes tickled and getting my booty rubbed, that's not going to pay my student loans. Like I mean, it'll feel great, but I got priorities right now. I need to get on my feet and channel my energy. And you know what's real trippy about this bet? My dad's going to win regardless. You know why? Because if I date a guy, he's going to win $100. But if I win a bet and go six months without dating, that's going to make him happy, too, because he's been drilling in my head. All these guys want to do is roll in the hay. He's from Mississippi, y'all. He grew up sharecropping. He's 73. So all these dudes want to do is roll in the hay and go find somebody else. And he's like, yo, Naya, you just need to focus on your success. You'll find the right guy. Once you get to a level of success and elevate, they are going to be chasing you, and you're going to have to tell them to get off of you because they're just going to be so enamored he didn't use that word someone I used to talk to used to use that word but they're just gonna be so hyped over you that you want to beat them off with a stick so congratulations Naya you played yourself but hey if my dad is gonna win this I'm gonna win this hundred dollars regardless so yeah that's what I'm doing this hundred dollar bet with my dad I'm confident in myself it's gonna be rough especially after vacation because I'm planning on going to Florida in January February also New Year's Eve I hope to go out I don't want to stay in Chicago. It's cold. But I got to win this $100. And he's been talking all the smack, but he don't know. I take pride in being hard-headed. 
But yeah, that's my podcast. Thank you all for listening. This is Pink Pantyhose, where comedy meets feminism. Love y'all. Bye.